waited for 500 plus months because Pastor Keith, if you know him, he counts the months. Yes, he can probably tell you the day and maybe even down to the hours. But anyway, they have three children, Joshua, Keela, and Whitney, who all work with him in high-level leadership positions. It's his dream come true that they all serve God, and it's in heaven and on earth that he gets to work with them. And over the past 30 years, Pastor Keith has spoken in the world's largest business seminars. Fortune 1000 companies, associations, nonprofits, and educational institutions. He has shared the stage and has spoken alongside former world leaders like Bill Clinton, George Bush, Margaret Thatcher, Mikhail Gorbachev, and former New York Mayor Rudy, uh, how you say his last name? That's right. He's more than a life coach, business coach, or personal coach. He believes that everything you have in life starts with your thinking. He's a think coach. Yes, he is. And that wants and wants to help you and I become better thinkers. Pastor Keith is the founder and lead pastor of Elevate Life Church uh, located in Frisco, Texas. Of course, it's a non-denominational church like ours. Additionally, he is the author of the best seller book, Your Divine Fingerprint. Baby, can you give me that? Thank you, Dennis. So uh, these are going to be, uh, I'm going to let him introduce his product, but I wanted to make sure it was up here. Yes. I just wanted y'all to see how beautiful First Lady looked today. Yes. Let me stay focused. His personal <laughs> mission statement, his personal mission statement is to be a loving leader, mentor, and motivator, a cultivator, a biblical, well, of biblical ex- excellence that people may reach their full God-given potential. Let me say this about Pastor Keith. He's one of my mentors. He's also one of my coaches. Uh, I do a coaching call every month with him. And uh, he was one of the individuals that helped guide me through the difficulty uh, that I went through a few years ago. And then what's on top of that, he's helped me strategize things for Word of Truth Family Church. He's probably the best example that I know of generational wealth and new levels of thinking. So I really want you all, and I love, you know, and he's going to say something that I want you to receive, okay? He's going to say that Pastor Evan is one of the most handsome men he's ever met. And all I want y'all to say is amen. Okay, just say it like that, right? But uh, Pastor Keith, I told him, I said, Pastor Keith, I'm in this series called Unapologetically Prosperous. I want you to bring it. I say, bring your Rolls Royce. I did. I told him to drive it. Some of y'all need a vision. I said, let them have it. Okay, because what you're going to discover today is that your thinking is what changes your levels in life. So would you please stand? Because I want us to honor him. And I want you to receive. Listen, don't put a filter on today. You know how sometimes you put a filter on and then you filter and while they're talking. No, don't do that. Take the filter off and then when you get home, you can unfilter what you needed to filter. But for right now, I want you to open up your heart and receive him like it's me. Amen. So can you all receive this morning? Pastor Keith Kraft. Thank you. Love you, Evan. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, sir. By the way, 
By the way, this man right here, when he was up here, I turned to Evan. I said, is that your brother? Because the beauty is he carries the same kind of spirit. And that's the best compliment I can give you. Because I don't know you, but I know him. And we know him. And we're brothers in the Lord. So thank you so much. Plus, hey, plus this right here. Come on, y'all. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Let's prophesy. Say this with me. Say in the name of Jesus. Your life is about to grow to another level. God's going to do more in the next 40 minutes than he's done in the last four years in your life. Today, I prophesy over you that the word you've been looking for, for what God has for you next, is going to happen right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. You may be seated. I, I can't tell you what an honor it is to be here today. What an honor it is to be, to have the privilege to be in the life of your pastor. And um, I, I want to just say this, and I know he, I tell him every time, I said, Evan, you are the most handsome man. I mean, I, it's like, it's like when I'm doing a coaching call with him and I'm on Zoom, at least he's not hard to look at. Some, some people are hard to look at, you know, don't look at your neighbor, but some people are hard to look at. Every Sunday, y'all get to look at Evan. He's easy to look at. He's easy to receive the word of God. So I'm going to ask that you extend me that same grace. Um, because now Evan, you're 53, are you 58? So I'm only five years older than you, but I'm holding up. I mean... I will tell you this, why it does crack though. It's the truth. It's the truth. But it's holding up pretty good. I'm a little darker hued. A lot of people, you know, they, they get hung up on white and black. I'm not white. So just go ahead and just, alright. Like if you got, if you got a thing. But I'm, I'm more peach. So if you don't like peaches, you'll like me. Come on y'all. So. Anyway, just such an honor to be here in this season of what God is doing in you and what God is doing through you. And I'm going to find Trenton after the service and lay your hands on me and pray for me. Just uh, how great was that? That was amazing. Thank God for what's happening in the children's ministry here. My first, I'm going to give you all, I'm going to give you all a very unholy thing just right up front. And then we'll get to the holy stuff. But I was watching that and I go, our children's ministry sucks. We, we got to do better. I mean, that, that y'all are doing amazing here, y'all. Give yourselves a big hand. Y'all are the church. Y'all are the church. So I'm very honored to be here. My precious bride will be here the second service. And the only reason she wasn't going to be here the first, in here the first service is because we had some friends we were going to bring. And then uh, they were outside guest pastors that, that had been in our lives for 44 years. And I said, I want y'all to go meet my friend Evan and his beautiful favor wife. Yeah. You know what? I just want to say something. Ladies, thank you. 
You say, well, what do you mean? Well, first of all, for giving us, birthing us, getting us into the world. Women have a womb. Men don't have a womb. I don't care what they say. It's the truth. It's like women have a womb. And, and here's what's beautiful. So I want to speak something prophetically. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart and from God's heart to you. Because you have a womb, God will always want to birth things through you. So there's some of you that have business ideas. There's some of you that have things in your heart. And God, here's, here's the way God works. For everything in the natural, there's a supernatural correlation. So something very unique about women. I'm going to tell you a couple of things. Number one, y'all got a womb. We don't. That means God uses you to birth things. Birth things in your husband. Birth things in your children. Birth things that are called dreams. Birth things that are visions. In other words, you are a birther. You are a life giver. I want to speak that to you. That's the first thing. Second thing is, and I was telling Pastor Evan and his beautiful wife this in the, before the service today. God loves men in a different way. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, here's what scripture says. He that findeth a good woman findeth a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Now, ladies, I want to apologize because there is no scripture for you. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, she that finds a good man, finds a good thing, and obtains favor with the Lord. So the second thing I want to say about every woman here, thank you for being a type of favor that we would not have if it wasn't for you. So thank you for that. And know this, whether you're a man's favor or not, you're somebody's favor. That's the prophetic piece. When you walk into a place, when you walk into a store, I want you to see yourself as having the favor of God on your life. On our last coaching call, I was talking to Pastor Evan and I said, man, I got this word in my heart. He goes, you tell me when you can come. I want you to come. I said, I will. We will make that happen. Now, you got to know my, my life is crazy. It's absolutely crazy, and I'm not here to talk about myself. And ladies, I'm going to get back to you in a minute. But, but let me just tell you, like this week, I have 32 coaching calls. You say, what does that mean? One hour, eight hours a day, back to back to back to back. That's this week. Next week, I have in-person masterminds where people literally come in from all over the world and I teach them about business and finance and that type of thing. I started our church in the year 2000 when I became a millionaire. So who in their right mind would ever start a church after you got it going on? It's like, well, God told me, establish an incubator of greatness for my glory. So that when people come in there, they can grow in the greatness of God. The next week I have, so that's, that's the next week after this, this week. Then the next week I'll be at my home in Florida and we'll host 28 couples for an elite couples mastermind. And then after I do that for several days, then we'll have a whole new group that flies in that are part of my million dollar mastermind. These are people who make 
a million dollars or more a year personally, and their net worth is at 10 million. What are we talking to them about? We're talking to them about generational wealth. We're not talking about just how to make money. You see, I'm not just a business coach. I'm not just a life coach, but I'm a think coach. It's very unusual. It's like God has called me to help people elevate their thinking so they can elevate their life. That's why I started a church 23 years ago called Elevate Life Church, a place where if you'll elevate your thinking, you'll elevate your life. You see, everything is about your thinking. So I want to ask you a question. Who taught you to think like you think? Just think about that for a second. Why do you think like you think? Some people think according to their nationality. Some people think according to their ethnicity. Some people think according to their socioeconomic class. And I'll just tell you this. I'll stop there. I could go on and on. All those ways of thinking will keep you stuck in the way they think. Whoever they are. You see, there's only four voices. Only four. There's God's voice. There's the devil's voice. There's their voice, whoever they are, and there's your voice. What happens is we, we don't realize that our thinking is our lid or our thinking is our lid lifter. I want to announce to you today, God wants to take the lid off of your thinking. He wants to do something in you today that will shift you For the rest of your life. Would you allow me to take you on a little journey today? So, ladies, back to you. Thank you for being our favor. Thank you for being somebody's favor. And if you don't have a man yet, just keep growing in your favor. Because once you find him, and more importantly, once he finds you, there will come a favor on his life like he's never known. That's why Evan always smiled. But now he just looks different. There's just a different kind of favor on his life. And I'm so excited. And, it, and it's not just Gucci favor. It's like, it's like glory of God favor. It's amazing. So, so anyway, I just want to tell you, ladies, listen. Thank you for having a womb. See yourself as a birther. I'm speaking into you today. Even if you've already birthed your children, that just shows you that you can and whatever you decide, whatever you decide, not what your husband decides, not what somebody else decides, but whatever you decide, God will use you to give birth to that thing because you're God's daughter. Father, I just speak that every woman that's here would know That whether their womb has even been used to birth life of a human being, God, that you will stir something in every woman's heart today that they are going to give birth to dreams and visions. They're going to give birth to things that are in the heart and head of God that the world hasn't seen yet. Lastly, ladies, lastly, thank you. You see... The Bible says that God, man, I wish I had time to preach this, but I don't. But part of the thing I do when I'm coaching people, and I'm just giving it, it's going to be quick. This has nothing to do with my message, but everything to do with what God wants to say. On the first day, God said, let there be light. So listen very carefully. 
The world was chaotic. Sound familiar? The world was full of darkness. Sound familiar? The world was void. Sound familiar? And God said, let there be... Come on, y'all preach back to me. Let there be... Light speaks of vision. If there's no light, there's no vision. So Jesus didn't just say, I'm the light of the world, but he said, you are the light of the world. It's not just my vision, but because I'm in you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Second act of God on the second day is God created the heavens before anything else. Heaven speaks of atmosphere. Once you have vision, you can have the right atmosphere. The third thing that God did on the third day is God created the earth. The earth speaks of structure. So oftentimes in our life, Pastor Eben, we don't have structure because we don't have order. One of the greatest things you can do to bring order and structure to your God first life is to truly put God first and don't give him the third dollar of every 10. Don't give him the sixth dollar of every 10. Don't give him, don't flip him a nickel after you pay your bills. Give him the first dollar of every 10. It's a structure issue. It's an order issue. And once you do that, wow. On the fourth day, God created the sun, the moon, and the stars to govern the earth by day. The sun to govern the earth by night, the moon. That speaks of order. Now watch this. If your life is out of order, it's because your structure's wrong. If your structure's wrong, go back to day two of creation, it's because your atmosphere's not right. If your atmosphere's not right, why? Because your vision is off. On the fifth day, God created everything that moved in the earth. In fact, the Bible says he even created creepy things. Everything that creeps on the earth, God created. What does that speak? That speaks that God wants your life to move in the right direction. If your life is moving in the wrong direction, go back to day four. Something's out of order. If something's out of order, go back to day three. Your structure's not right. If your structure's not right, go back to the atmosphere. Do you know that you carry an atmosphere? Do you know that you bring an atmosphere everywhere you go? Do you know that your attitudes, your beliefs, your behaviors are all a part of the atmosphere that you create? In fact, Mary Kay, some of you may know, I spoke for her organization many, many years. And Mary Kay would say this, there's only two kinds of people. When you see somebody coming, when people see you coming, there's one of two responses they have. Oh no, there they come. Or, oh good, there they are. Which kind of person do you want to be? That speaks of atmosphere. Some of you don't realize you're not a thermometer. You're the thermostat. You set the atmosphere. You set the temperature. You don't take your cues from somebody else. Why? Go back to the first day. Because you bring light. Now, on the sixth day, God created man. That speaks of relationship. We're all here today on some level because of relationship. And while it's wonderful, let me talk to everybody online. While it's wonderful for you to to watch online, thank you for being a part of the online church. But let me tell you what the Bible says. Neglect not the assembling of yourselves together as some do. So why do you think in the world that we have been in that one of the things that was shut down while strip clubs were open, while bars were open, was the church? 
Because the devil never stops trying to shut it down. Separate yourselves. Stay away from yourselves. Somebody might catch something from you. Can I just tell you something? That part's true. Everybody around you is catching something from you. Sixth day, God created man. So he said, relationship. How do relationships work? Go back. You got to be moving in the right direction together. If you're not moving in the right direction, go back to day four, something's out of order. If something's out of order, go back to day three, the structure's not right. If the structure's not right, go back to day two, the atmosphere is wrong. Because the atmospheres either cause growth or they kill things. If the atmosphere's not right, it's because there's no light, there's no vision. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. With no vision, the people perish it kicks everything off on the seventh day god rested and he said now the seventh day is not just about rest the seventh day is about the sabbath and i want you to keep it holy what you need to rest from is from your labor and put god first because we start all over again on monday So I don't have time to preach that, but I did want to just drop that on you. So part of what I do, how many of y'all think that's profound from God? All right. So, so watch that. That's the first page of the Bible. So why would God have that there? Let me tell you why. Because success, anybody want to be successful? Success is hidden in templates. Chris Gardner. Played by the Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith. He's at Wall Street. He sees a Ferrari. And he says, finish it if you know it. I want to know what you did to get that. What I just gave you is the first template in the Bible. The Bible is full of templates. Tithing is a template. Giving is a template. And what I'm going to talk to you about today is a template. I want to talk to you about how to grow in favor. You know why? Here's why. Luke 2.52. Jesus grew. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. He who was and is and is to come. Jesus grew in these three things. Wisdom. The ability to differentiate between good and best. He grew in stature and he grew in favor with God and man. If Jesus needed to grow in favor, so do we. But so many people think blessing and favor are the same. They're not. I'm going to talk about it. Proverbs 3, the wisest and wealthiest man that ever lived, Solomon. I don't have time to go into this, but how wealthy was Solomon? His personal wealth was double And triple of what the wealthiest people that have ever lived in the history of the world. Over two trillion dollars personally. In fact, the Queen of Sheba, one of my favorite stories, Pastor Evan. The Queen of Sheba comes to visit Solomon because she's heard all about him. But she didn't come empty handed. She brought ships of gold and silver. She brought camels. She didn't even know. But she brought just in case. It was true. As she sat with Solomon, here's what she said, the Queen of Sheba. Your wisdom has been known abroad, but it has exceeded all my expectations. That day, 
in today's money, after one encounter with Solomon, she gave him over $256 million. Can I tell you something about your pastor? He has never come into my presence without bringing an offering. My wife and I are just blown away. It's like, he goes, Pastor Keith, before he, before he married that beautiful girl sitting next to him, I need to come talk to you, but I need to talk to you in person, not on Zoom. I go, okay. He comes before he says a word. Here's a seed. That's how your pastor lives. So guess what? I was telling him this before the service today. Whatever you honor in someone else, now listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. Whatever you honor in someone else, not because they're honorable, but because you're honorable. You see, we don't honor people because they deserve it. We honor people because we're honorable. Honor is the one thing that will make everything else in your life work like God intended it to work. That's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was all about. It wasn't about an apple. It wasn't about fruit. It was about 331 times in the Bible what our friend was talking about, Evan's brother. (laughs) Your obedience will supercharge your... Come on, y'all. Your obedience will... Why is that? 331 times in the Bible it says, if you're willing and if you're obedient. Are you willing? Are you obedient? Now watch this. Here's what's beautiful. What's beautiful is you have a pastor that lives what I'm about to tell you. He already invests in himself. He already sows for me to coach him. But if he comes into my... I don't think it's ever happened one time where he wanted to get with me personally, where he didn't bring a seed. I don't require that. Now, I want to show you something. I want to teach you something. If, with, if Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and favor, I want to focus on favor just, just for the few minutes that we have left. But the wisest and wealthiest man that ever lived, here's what he said in Proverbs 3, 3, and 4. Now, how many of you know what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say? If you know it, Quote it with me right now. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. And he'll direct your path. We know that we don't know three and four. There is no five and six without three and four. Look at three and four. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the table of your heart. Here's a secret. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Then it says, trust in the Lord. So let's talk about it. How do you grow in favor? Number one, you got to discover the secret. You say, what's the secret? One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord, but when they're revealed, they belong to us and our children forever. Man, don't you love that scripture? So what is God saying? There's some secret things Jesus would later say to his disciples in Mark the fourth chapter in the 11th verse. It is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom or the secret of the kingdom. I want to submit something to you and that is that favor is a secret. Because again, people think, 
favor and blessing are the same thing. Psalms 25 verse 14. Here's what it says. The secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Everybody doesn't get to see what everybody can see. What is favor? I'm going to teach it to you. A divine assigned advantage for success. That's my assignment to bring to you today. In the name of Jesus, from this day forward, I announce and pronounce over this church and declare a divine assigned advantage for success. Somebody put an amen on that. Just receive that, okay? Now, now let me let me explain something to you. How many of y'all got children? Let me see your hands. How many of y'all got children? All right. Now, now there's... What if you tell... I'm going to explain favor and blessing and the difference. What if you tell your children, I, I need you to go clean up your room. Have you ever said that to your children? First of all, remember and remind them it's not their room. It's your house and they live in that room. It is not your room. It's my house. So that's why you're going to make your bed. And that's why you're going to keep it clean. Why? It's not your room. That's why you don't close the door on me. That's why you don't lock. One one time, just one time, my children locked the door. I said, listen, y'all know I'm 6'6", right? Like y'all know I weigh 265 pounds, right? This door is nothing for me. I'm about to break the door. Don't you ever in my house lock a door ever. Never. I will bust that door down. Now listen. What if you tell your children, listen. What if you tell your children, I want you to clean up your room. And they clean it up. That's the blessing of the Lord. They did what they were asked to do. Somebody say obedience will supercharge. I got it, brother. I got it. I got it. Nobody else may have got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So, now what if you tell your children, clean up your room, and they don't clean up their room? You don't curse them, but now they're under a curse of disobedience. Some people never stop being children. So they do what God asked them to do and they're blessed. Or they don't do what God asked them to do and God didn't curse you, but you're living under a curse of disobedience. But now watch this as a third category. What if your child walks in the room and says, Mama, my name's Trenton, and I knew it was in your heart for me to have a clean room. And I just want you to know, I've cleaned my room. You didn't have to ask me. And oh, by the way, is there anything else I can do? After, after you picked yourself up. Let me ask you a question. What would be your heart towards that child? That's the difference in blessing and favor. Now listen very carefully. How did Jesus grow in favor? He wasn't just obedient to the Father. 
But he said, I know what's in your heart, God. And that's what I'm going to bring to the world. So, three kinds of people. Those who don't do what they're asked to do, they bring a curse on themselves. Where do we find that in the Bible? In Egypt. God's children were in a desert on a horse with no name. Some of y'all are going back long enough. In the desert, you can't remember your name. Cause there ain't no one for to give you no pay. La, la, la. Okay, some of y'all know that song. That's Egypt. Listen. Then there's those who do what they're asked to do. And they bring a blessings on, them, on themselves. Where were those people in the Bible? In the desert. Some of y'all are in a desert and you think, man, I, I guess I just miss God. I guess God doesn't like me. I'm just, I'm like in this desert. No, you're in a place of blessing. And can learn the lessons from the desert that God will be your provision. He'll bring manna from heaven. He'll even give you meat. In fact, the Bible says in Numbers 14 that their clothes did never grow old. Yeah, but I don't have any new clothes. Hey, 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 hey. You're under blessing. Your needs, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now watch that. That comes after verse 13. That's 19. Verse of, of Philippians 4. Verse 13, I can. Now, if you're an I can't person, you never get to the but my God part. Listen, I can't do that. I can't. It's not going to happen. I can't. I can't. Then you'll never get to buy God. She'll supply all my needs. You'll never get to that. So some of y'all are in a desert right now. 7,487 promises are in the Bible for you. There's a third kind of person. It's a person that does more than they're asked to do. And they bring favor on themselves. And the promises of God start happening instinctively for their life. I'm going to have to fast forward because we don't have time. Because I went down that Genesis 1 road. The only reason I did that is because I want you to see the Bible is full of templates. Success is hidden in templates. One of the reasons I coach your pastor is because I'm teaching him templates. This is how it works. This is how it works. The year was 1992. I just turned 32 years old. My brother, older brother who was working for me at that time, said, hey, I want to take you somewhere. Don't ask me any questions. I said, okay. He takes me to downtown Dallas to Reunion Arena. It's packed out. I don't have any idea what's going on. He said, just come on. You're going to love this. We walk in. It's the largest leadership development seminar in the world. A man by the name of Peter Lowe brought all the presidents and world leaders together. Some of y'all will remember this. The, the, the largest, I mean, all over America, around the world. It was the greatest leaders. I sat there. I was taking it in. I thought, man, this is amazing. 
I turned to my brother. I said, I'm supposed to be doing this. He goes, because I knew you'd like it. But I said, no, no, I'm supposed to be doing this. I said, you just give me a vision for my future. About that time, the man on the stage named Peter Lowe said, I don't ever do this. I'm going to stop the show. And he said, I'm supposed to talk to somebody. Or some people, I don't know. I'm just supposed to stop. Check your phones. We're going to take a 15 minute break. I'm going to be standing off stage. I turned to my brother and said, God stopped the show. He stopped the show for me. I'm going to go. Why? Because out of my mouth, I said, I'm supposed to be doing that. Everybody say light. Everybody say vision. What's your vision? What do you see for yourself? I run over to the side of the stage. He's just standing there. There was security. I said, hey, uh, Mr. Lowe said he was supposed to talk to somebody. It's me. He goes and tells Peter Lowe. Peter Lowe says, I go backstage. I said, man, I know we don't know each other. My name's Keith Kraft. I was 32 years old. So it was, it was uh, 31 years ago. And I said, I just turned to my brother and I said, I'm supposed to be doing this. He said, then you're the one I'm supposed to talk to. He said, come backstage. We walk backstage through curtains and there's George and Barbara Bush that were the next speakers. And Peter Lowe walks up to the president of the United States. He says, this is, and I said, Keith Kraft. <laughs> and we stopped the show because I felt like I was supposed to talk to somebody and it's him. I just, President Bush and Barbara, would y'all just pray with us that whatever God has, I'm standing in the circle with the president of the United States and Peter Lowe, and he goes, Lord, I don't know what this is about, but we're supposed to do something together in the future. Blah, 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 blah. Amen. And George Bush Sr. goes, nice to meet you. Barbara goes, this was really amazing. It's really amazing. I walked back to my seat where my brother was. I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. Everybody say favor. He goes, that's crazy. That was 1992. Nothing happened. Until 1998. Six years later, I had just spoken in the Astrodome with a man by the name of Ron Luce. I don't know if you remember Ron Luce, Require the Fire. Anyway, Evan will know. Y'all probably don't. But anyway, he, he invited me. Security was taking me to my plane. And they said, I said, who do you do security for? So they started, I go, yeah, the Peter Lowe organization, you know, largest leadership development seminars in the world. I said, oh man, I love them. They said, well, they're going to be back at the compact center. Like, would you, would you like to come? It's next weekend. I go, I'd love to come. They go, we can get you VIP tickets. I said, that's great. So the next week, do you know Jeff Hackelman? Okay. Jeff Hackelman is a pastor friend of mine in Huntsville, prison capital of Texas. Anyway. <laughs> I'm driving through Huntsville on my way to Houston to the compact center. And I said, hey, Jeff, you want to go with me? I got VIP tickets. He goes, yeah. He goes with me. We get to the compact center. I'm dressed in a suit. Long story short, Peter Lowe's up there. It's about midway through the day. Nolan Ryan had just won a World Series. He comes out and he says, Peter Lowe says, Nolan is going to throw a baseball out into the crowd to the most excited person in the crowd. I looked at Jeff. I said, that's me. That's me. I may not be as handsome as Evan, but I've got some enthusiasm, y'all. I'm excited. And so the whole place, 16,000 people start jumping up and down. 
I'm in a suit, full suit. I'm going, throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. I'm jumping. All of a sudden, Nolan Ryan looks down. And he's laughing. He's a big old guy jumping up and down. Throw me the ball. He throws me the ball, Evan. And the Holy Spirit comes on me. And starts speaking to me. You've just been thrown the ball of favor. You're supposed to. Look, here's what he says. He says, you're supposed to throw it to the world. I turned to my friend Jeff Hackerman. I was crying. He goes, man, you really wanted that ball. I go, I go no, 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 no. It's not about that. I said, God's speaking to me. He, he told me I've just caught a ball of favor. About that time, an apostle from Harare, Zimbabwe, Africa, named Tudor Bismarck. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But he comes running up to me and says, Brother Keith, Brother Keith, I was sitting up in the stairs when all of a sudden you caught that ball and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, you caught a ball of favor. You're supposed to throw it to the world. My friend Jeff was like this. Holy Spirit speaks to me, Evan. He says, this place is going to be a church. I turned to Jeff and I said, this is the weirdest thing. But God just gave me this word. This place is going to be a church. And when the world looks at the church, they're going to see this place. He goes, man, that's crazy. 1998. Two years later, John Osteen went to be with the Lord. A small, under six foot. No, listen, when we, we're not being critical about that. But he's small. <laughs> when I first met him, he was playing this song. Short people got no reason to live. They got little hands and little feet and little mouths that go tweet, tweet. Anyway, some of y'all don't remember that song. But anyway, so... So one of our little friends that was behind the camera, never wanted to be on stage, his daddy dies, and Joel Osteen is preaching. All of a sudden, God starts moving. The compact center becomes available. They buy the compact center. One day I'm sitting with Joel Osteen where I first met Evan. Do you remember? That's where we first met. Now, I'm, I don't think I'm lying. Is that right? We met there at that meeting that I met you. I'm sitting with Joel Osteen. And Jeff Hackelman is with us. Who was with me in 1992. Who heard the word from the Lord. And who happened to be Joel Osteen's roommate at ORU. He said, Pastor Joel, you're not going to believe this story, but I'm going to tell you. He tells the story to Joel, and Joel goes, well, actually, he goes like this. I, I, I didn't know that story. I, will you come to Lakewood and preach that? I went to Lakewood. I preached that word. Can I just tell you something? Here's what God told me to do. 
I had these made for y'all. I don't keep these. I had these made for you today. You know what's on that ball? It says favor. Because I take this very seriously. And I caught the ball of favor. By the year 2000, I wasn't just going to those events. I was on the stage at those events. And for the next 13 years, I did 30 events in the largest leadership development seminars in the world. Have met every world leader you can name. And like Trenton, I'm in the green rooms with Bill Clinton. I'm in the green room with Gerald Ford. I'm in the green room with Mikhail Gorbachev. I'm in the green room with Margaret Thatcher. I'm in the green room with all these world leaders. And like Trenton, is there something I can pray with you about? I remember the first time I ever prayed with Bill Clinton. I grabbed him. His Secret Service people moved out. I said, I'm just praying for him. He goes, it's all right. So I was hugging on him. I said, President Clinton, you weren't born in Hope, Arkansas, so you could become the president of the United States. You were born in Hope, Arkansas, because God has an assignment on your life to bring hope to the world. He's just crying. I laid my hands on his head, prayed over him, prophesied over him, and have every former president since then and worldly. First time I ever talked to Mikhail Gorbachev, Mikhail Gorbachev spoke Russian. He said, he told the interpreter, he said, I like, I like this guy. I like his, to keep talking. And I was able to share Jesus Christ with Mikhail Gorbachev. Now listen, why am I telling you this? When I caught that favor, God said, don't just catch it, Keith. It's going to be on your life. Millions of dollars have flowed through my hands. I get the privilege to, 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 to meet with wonderful world leaders. I say world leaders like your pastor who I get the privilege to pour into them. Why? Because God has an assignment on his people to grow in the favor of God. A divine assigned advantage for success. So I have a question. And the question is, does anybody want the favor? That's my question. So now listen, I'm not going to hit you in the head with a ball. But if you want it, I want you to say, throw me the ball. I'm throwing the first one to your pastor. There's a new favor. 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 It's because of her, but it's also because this day, unapologetic prosperity, it's favor. Come on, y'all. Now listen, I can't throw them to everybody, but I throw them to somebody. There you go. Come on. I can't throw it to everybody, but I can throw it to somebody. Come on. Look at this lady right here. There you go. Now listen. Here's what I want to tell you. When you have a divine, a sign, advantage for success on your life, God says, you just went beyond blessing. Last word. 
Tithing is a blessing issue. But giving over and above, that's favor. See, in Malachi, God said, you've robbed me, not in tithes, but you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. I want to bless your life, but listen very carefully what I'm going to tell you. The Bible does not say that Jesus grew in blessing with God and man. Jesus grew in favor with God and man. What is that favor? Lift up your hands. Because this is my assignment. To prophesy over you unapologetic prosperity that doesn't just happen. But listen to me. It happens because you are going to be characterized And distinguished in this house as being over and above people. And so God, now everybody look at me now. Ephesians 3.20. You know it, but I'm going to show you something that you may not know. Now to him, anybody know it? That is able to do good. To do exceedingly. Come on. And abundantly above. According to the power that works in us. Now listen to me. Now we're going to change it. Now to us. Who are able. To do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above what all God would ask. Or even think. Trenton today distinguished himself. Not because the children's pastor said, I want everybody to go out of here and pray for people at your school. Nobody asked him to do it. His mama did not even know he was doing it. But guess what God knows? Trenton, nobody asked you to do that. There's going to be a favor on your life. Come on, y'all. Woo! Woo! I like blessing, but the favor of the Lord. So I'm going to give you one last scripture. Psalms 25, verse 37. Make sure I got this right. I've gone over a little bit, but I'm almost through. This is a life scripture for the rest of your life. Okay? Let's go 35, 27. That's why I looked, because I didn't think that was right. All right. Y'all lift up your hands. I'm going to speak this. Let them. Everybody say, that's us. Shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say that's us continually say 
Let the Lord be magnified. God be made bigger. Come on, just say that. God be made bigger in my life. Be made bigger in my family. Be made bigger in my finances. God, I want you to be bigger. Let them continually say, God be magnified. I want you to be bigger because I need to think bigger. I need to think bigger. Some of our God is too small. Think bigger. He's the God that's more than enough. He's the God who spoke to Mary when she said, how is this possible? You have found favor. That's how it's possible. And the Son of God, ladies, listen to me, is going to be birthed through your womb. Whoo! How is this going to happen? Luke 137, one of the 7,487 promises. Listen now. Nothing, no thing will be impossible for God. Lift up those hands one more time. When you got the favor of God, you're going to look at something like you've never seen it before. You're going to look at it and you're going to say, you know what? With man, Jesus would later say, things are impossible. But with God, he's echoing heaven. Nothing, all things are possible to them that believe. Father, I release a spirit of favor on this house. I release a spirit of favor, a spirit of more over and above. Not just it's going to come to us, but we're going to be those kind of people. So we can be people who God does more exceedingly. Abundantly, unapologetically prosperous like never before. I love y'all. I love God. Would you just receive the favor of God on your life? Now listen. I brought this little card. Has this little USB thing. You can get that because I unwrap this revelation on favor. To my knowledge, it's never been taught. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. I'm not talking about the favor of God. I'm talking about the favor of God distinguished between the blessing of God. And once you begin to walk in this, your dreams won't just start coming true, but you'll start to see heaven come to your earth like never before. That's available out there. Also, Pastor Evan mentioned my book, Your Divine Fingerprint, The Force That Makes You Unstoppable. You have a fingerprint nobody else has to leave an imprint that nobody else can leave. Don't tell anybody, but if you get this book, you don't have to pay me $4,000 an hour to coach you. can if you want to. It's right here in a book. I encourage you to pick that up. My first life coach was my mamma. She was a dreamer. You see her by this little airplane. She was a dreamer. And when she was dying, I did a journal called a legacy journal. And I asked her questions that I could pass on for generations to come. I put the same questions in this custom journal just for you. And you can remember the stories from those who you will outlive forever 
and pass those on to the next generation. Also included in this bundle, my wife wrote a book called Live Your Legacy. And I'm just telling you, when you live the legacy that you want to leave, God's favor will make sure and fill in the blanks that you could not fill. That's all just one bundle. And then finally, Evan, I wanted, I think they've got a, a, a QR code up here. But uh, just thank you so much. Um, finally, if you're interested, I just want to tell you, I'm not trying to sell you anything. But if you're interested, and maybe you, maybe you can't do an in-person mastermind. I'm an hour away in, in Frisco. I have an online mastermind. It normally costs $250 a month. I'm doing it for this weekend and this weekend only for $99 a month. And that means you would invest in yourself up to about right around $1,200 this year in your own personal growth and development. It's one hour of me teaching live some of the principles that I talked to you about today. And you might be interested in that. So I think there's a QR code. But if you want more information, just check, check that out in the back. And again, I'm not trying to sell you. I, I just believe God has put me on the earth to help people think better about what they're thinking about, to think about some things they're not thinking about, and maybe help them think about some things they need to be thinking about. And most of us don't have anybody that's helping us do that. That's what I do. That's what God's put me on the earth to do. I hope I've helped you think a little bit different about the favor of God today. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, I'm going to be.